Hello and welcome to the next episode of 49 Plus. I tend to forget to say which what, what the name of this podcast is. I think it's because I only happened to sort of make up the name in in speed when I noticed I was just doing this. Um, as I noticed I was doing it, I was playing around with Anchor. Right, I'm just coming across a little bit there. So I'm still on the same walk, folks. Um, at the moment, I've ditched the coin, so I shouldn't get any stops stop saying as I'm flipping a coin. That was very much in that last part. However, in this one, I'm going to continue some of that conversation. And unusually, I know at the start of this one what this podcast is going to be called. So you'll know already that the podcast, this episode is called Go Look Yourself! Exclamation mark. Don't forget the exclamation mark. It's an imperative. Go look yourself. Um, and um, because I set that up at the very end of the last episode so in that one doing the walk, flipping the coin talking about luck, the psychology of luck PhD work with Richard and all that followed and now in this one I'm wanting to just touch upon, introduce something called Go Look Yourself and could be more broadly called the Go Look Yourself Project um, because that's something that's been bubbling away for at least four years, uh, if not slightly longer. So in that last episode, I mentioned the work of Richard Wiseman, the book The Luck Factor. So I encourage you, if you wish to, to get a copy of that. I don't get any commission. I, uh, I am very pleased to be in the acknowledgements. Um, and I enjoyed reading the book, but as I mentioned in the previous episode, I wasn't sure if I wholeheartedly concurred with some of the, the arguments or conclusions there. At least initially, and if you go and look on my blog, when I do blog about this again a few years ago, um, then in time I came round to thinking, well actually not only do I think Richard's touching upon something potentially, I'm going to say quite important, but I want to say very important, I actually think he's only really scraped the surface in some respects. So I mean, very keen to kind of build upon that. So over the years, there are times when I would speak to Richard on occasion, just to say, oh, well, what, what's happening with Luck School? Because that was quite a nice idea at the end of, of, the, of the Luck Factor book. Have you not thought about doing a Luck School, actually setting it up as a some kind of venture where people come along um, and somehow take part in these kind of things, learn these principles. So over and above just simply doing the book, which of course it's, it's effectively, I'm going to use the word a self-help book. It's in that general area of using what Richard would call evidence-based psychology as a train goes past towards Watford. Um, Evidence-based psychology ideas that suggest if you if you engage in these ideas, if you do something with them, you're likely to influence your luck or at least your experience of luck. Doesn't necessarily mean that things will always just start going in your favour necessarily, but it does mean you'll work better with those kinds of events that we we describe as luck. That's my take on it. So, and I do think actually um, he's touching on something really quite profound, and I do think there's more to be done on it to sort of take it further. And over the years, never been quite sure how best to do that. So for a while, I was saying to Richard, well, how about, you know, you want to do, some, do luck school? I'd quite like to do it with you. It'd be quite fun, quite interesting. Uh, or just you do it. And I'd be keen to know how, what you find and that kind of stuff. 
And at the time, at least, Richard was thinking, well, he thought about it. People over the years have suggested that to him. And I think there are probably various reasons why he didn't do it. Maybe it wasn't something he was that interested in doing. There's other things he wanted to do, which is fair enough, good enough reason. Um, I think one practical reason given was that, uh, well, to do something like this, if you're going to get involved with engaging people where they sign up, maybe pay some money, and you're advising them in a certain way and guiding them, then there's certain insurances and liabilities you would need to work on. Again, which is all doable, I think. But at the time, he's sort of saying, no, no, not really what we're going to do. So, again, left it for a while, returned to it. Um, and I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to... I'm quite keen to do something in that area. And essentially, I'd like to do luck school. I'd like to kind of find a way of... You know, if we teach people these kinds of ideas... Um, you know, and not just the ideas that are in Richard's book, but related ones, does it have an impact on people's luck? I'd like to do that as either a project, as a commercial venture, whatever it might be. Uh, but anyway, it got to the point where Richard didn't seem to be too interested in moving forward on that. I, in my mind, thinking, well, I think an initial way forward is doing some research on this. That, in my mind, made it easy to say, OK, let's just put together an, eth- put together an ethics proposal... Uh, at the time, I was calling it Luck School, and again, this idea there'd be some basic principles um, put together. That at the time, I was saying, over and above some of the ideas that Richard would put forward, these were ideas that were directly informed by positive psychology. So you know, that was kind of my take on it, thinking there are ideas in positive psychology which would overlap with what Richard was describing and he was saying have come from so-called lucky people themselves. And I was saying, OK, combine that with some of the thinking in positive psychology, things that are likely to impact your well-being anyway, to what extent might those ideas also have a, an impact, ideally positively, on your experiences of those things we attribute to luck. That was the basic idea. So I put together a proposal, an ethics submission, and I was always been, I've always been very keen to kind of get the, uh, what's the word, um, for it to be sanctioned by Richard, is that the right word, or just to have his blessing for him to go, yeah, that sounds great. So at the end of the time, sort of sending it through to him for some thoughts and feedback, and he did come back to me saying, well, yeah, it's, um, it, you know, do you really want to call it luck school? Because that's kind of linked to the book, you'll be careful with that. And there's obviously a clear sense of, do you want to do something that's different? Um, and whilst I felt as though the content of what I was, I was presenting was different and very much built upon and inspired by the ideas within the luck factor and what he was describing them as luck school. Um, and I think even at the time I was you know, got all excited and may have gone, oh, I'll set up a luck school Twitter account and that kind of thing. Um, and, and then I thought it would be really quite good. Probably went down the route of thinking of a domain name, luckschool.com. I don't know if that's did that, but wouldn't surprise me if I thought about it. I'm going to keep going on this way. Um, but then we come back saying, yeah, I don't think you should call it that. So so for a while, I think, oh, deflated again about it. Maybe it's not an idea to move forward on it. And it wasn't until another friend, um, this is somebody who is... Um, I always hesitate here saying, so I do regard you as a friend, Scott, absolutely. But you're obviously a friend through Rachel. Rachel and you go back however many years. Um, too many years to remember, maybe, uh, when you were at college together. 
So it's that friendship, but it's in conversation with you. You'll remember where you said to me, probably around this time when I was mulling things over, you said, well, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't sort of written a book called, I don't know, Go Luck Yourself, or Luck Off, or For Luck's Sake. You, know, you, you get the idea. You know, can you do a play on words there that might be quite attractive and appeal to a wider audience and, and so on. So, and the one that really stuck with me was the phrase, go luck yourself. Because obviously it has that play on words. Um, no, we don't say the word, do we? We don't say it's actually meaning go fuck yourself. But it's not saying that, it's saying go luck yourself. And I liked it because it had this idea of there are things that you can go and do that mean that you will have an impact upon your luck. So that idea of lucking yourself, and, and then either this idea of go luck yourself, I'm telling you to go and do that, or imploring you to, inviting you to, encouraging you to do this, because if we give ourselves the opportunity to explore these ideas, you may be surprised about how much it impacts your experience of, of day-to-day luck, those little things in life that go for or against you, seemingly, and also those bigger things in life. So that stuck with me. Um, and I'm brushing out the head because I've got all kind of cobweb going back to I'm, I'm walking down a, a sort of pathway that goes alongside, by the backs of people's gardens, alongside the railway. So occasionally you get some cobwebs that kind of go in your face. Um, so go look yourself was there for a bit. And then the first time I, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd use that term was in a talk. Um, in London, or a salon, as it was being called. Very intimate affair, small number of people there, but I called it Go Luck Yourself, where, again, it was me taking, I think, lectures and teaching sessions I've been teaching over the last few years, putting them together to, to kind of communicate these ideas. First of all, what do we mean by luck? How do people perceive luck? How psychologists look at these ideas? To what extent do those ideas sit alongside and... and resonate with how people generally see luck and I think there are some similarities and some differences and leading on to okay then so what can we learn from all this then is there any evidence that we can do things to influence our luck just as I pause at the end of this garden so often I'm walking on these neighborhoods and seeing houses from the front so I'm now seeing quite a nice large house from the back uh, but what's caught my eye essentially it looks like it's set up at the very least for a party with a marquee and possibly it could be for a wedding um, do I stop and take a photograph? At the very least, I will do. I shall take a photograph. So bear with me. As I pick up my phone, you see a picture of Ziggy on my phone. Uh, so slide along here. Find the camera. That's, that's exciting. So I don't think I'll ever share this photograph. Uh, unless you really want to see it. But it's just, so I've got a record of you. You can see in the back of what looks like a stage. Little plinth, looks like a little space there with curtains where you might imagine a ceremony taking place. Beyond that, a nice looking marquee. The train goes past, and beyond that, the house, a lovely big garden. So, at the very least, a nice garden party. I hope for their sake it's not necessarily today, because whilst yesterday and the day before may have been a nice day, and last week been fantastic, today's not a great day for a garden party. And having said that, it's actually a day in which uh, Connie's invited to what I think has been called a splash party. Now, I don't think they were planning for it to be raining, therefore they were splashing in puddles. They were going to go to a local park at which there are splash pools. Um, and if it had been a day like the weatherless last week, 
it'd been glorious in swimsuits and smashing and sunbathing and having general lots of fun. So that's at 11 o'clock this morning. I don't know what will happen at the moment. It's not going to be a great day for that. If it's, if it's not raining, it's doable. But the moment it is raining, not very pleasant. Well, not very nice to be doing splash pools to fence. So we'll see what the alternative would be. And, and whilst we have, uh, one of the things I'm drawn to, of course, are images of CCTV, when you see signs, I'm also increasingly seeing more and more signs that say danger of death, and even this one. So if you look to my Instagram, I, a while ago I posted one that had one of these danger of death signs on, on a wall. So I just thought, oh, that's interesting, wall of death. <laughs> that's funny. I was now seeing a fence of death because it's got a similar sign on there. It's an EDF, Energy Network sign, uh, on uh, a fence. No offence, there's a fence there. Um, but I look over the fence, there's nothing in there at all. So why is there danger of death? Unless there was something and they've taken it away, there's nothing in there. So that fence of death, are they, are they suggest there's always a danger of death, isn't there? Isn't that stating the obvious? Isn't in any moment in life there's a danger of death? So up here I'm walking towards the end of this, cut through this path up to a road, I could step out of there and a car could hit me. Danger of death. Anything could sort of happen to me. Suddenly have a heart attack. Danger of death. I know it's trying to say that, you know, okay, there's something around here that's like to be potentially fatal if you do something silly near it, and it uses around electricity. Maybe it's fully that, maybe it's, it's only kept for those things, but there was nothing near that fence. As they come out to the end, I have no idea what's going to bring me out. And that's really curious. So where are we? I think I know where we are. So I think if I do a right, that will take me back to the towards the house. So that's quite nice. It's quite nice, these little walks, because you come out and you're walking around the area. Now, we've lived here for eight years, uh, not too far away from the house. Now, I'm wondering, Rachel, this is one for you. I'm looking at a car. It looks like the kind of car I want it to be. Um, and let's, let's see. In fact, it relates to, there was an earlier episode I talked about different cars we we're looking at. I'm wondering if it's the Q2, and it is a Q2. In fact, this might be the Q2 we keep seeing that we think looks really nice. So I'm going to take a photograph of it from the back. Um, but I suspect this is a slightly top end of the road. Yeah, it's a sport. Is it sport? It's an S line. Um, but I'm going to take some photographs of it just to show that. Q2. Um, that could be our new car, not that one particularly, unless he starts to sell it. Quattro, yeah. Q2 TFSI Quattro. That sounds to me like it's not really a basic one, it's a middle one. I don't know how much that would cost. This is where I look round, do I see an Evoke anywhere? No. Freelander, another Audi. Ford Focus. Focus, see, that's the, that's the message. Focus message, come on. Back on topic, which was, I forget, it would have been luck. Go luck yourself. Um, so I put in for the research. Um, it says no funding at this stage, no, no funding at all, just doing the project. So anytime one does research that involves other people taking part doing something. So it's going back to the idea of insurance or liability, so it's not so much insurance, maybe it is linked to that, but if you're doing the research as part of being at the university, 
then you are obliged professionally and when we say morally to seek ethical approval now any modern day psychological research as we go past a house that has a nice Jaguar in front of it and a Porsche parked alongside each other thank you very much sounds very nice um, you need ethical approval from your ethics committee within the university and because I had familiarity of going through that process to me that felt a nice safe way of taking one step forward it wasn't trying to go out there and do some commercial work where to say to people here come and do these things it's going to improve your luck that's £100 thank you very much um, there was no evidence as far as I was concerned to say it might work maybe do some research to start that ball rolling and putting ethics submission together is something I'm very familiar with doing so that was done back in so it's either 20 it's possibly even five years ago I'm not sure if that was 2014 or 15 I think it was 2014 so that was five years ago got the approval and then later later part of that year um, we then ran a project which again proved as I was doing it I was kind of still putting it together so the idea was to run six sessions that the time will run every fortnight so it was over a 12-week period six separate sessions that would take place within the university which I was working so I'm working that's Buckinghamshire New University um, and to run these as Wednesday lunchtime sessions that people could come along to short maybe half-hour sessions to learn some of these ideas and principles, explore them uh, together, develop a little community that would talk about these ideas, and then we'd meet once every fortnight with the next sort of lesson, next idea that would build up, by the end of which then we would have a, a sort of set of ideas we could draw upon that might have an impact on our luck. And I was calling the whole thing Go Luck Yourself, and that's thanks to Scott's suggestion. So that took place, I think, possibly October, November, even December of 2014. We did a piece of research around it where, this is getting where shows my kind of uh, difficulty with moving some of these ideas forward, because we did the research, we got some funding, it, not just funding, we got the approval, um, and we had people take part who came along to the sessions on the Wednesday, and also at the time recorded those sessions to make available on something called Blackboard, which is the university virtual in learning environment. It's basically a place where you can log on to and access course materials. Well, we had some space on there, and I uploaded videos from those sessions onto Blackboard. So even if you couldn't come to the sessions, wherever you are in the, U in the UK or the world, you could access them and, and play along at home. So we did that. I think we had about 60 or 70 people sign up for it. The idea, excuse me, would be they complete some questionnaires and measurements at the beginning, do them again at the end, and you see if they change in something. The difficulty is, can you actually have a quantitative measure of change in luck? That's something I'm still pondering on, and how to do that. We had a perceived luckiness scale that I was developing um, in different ways to see how much, you know, what your perceptions of your luck might be. But we also include some other measures, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but some measures of, of affect, as in positive, negative affect. These like emotional things, to what extent we've been experiencing emotions that you describe as positive over the last week or so, alongside negative ones. Um, what else was there? Was there an optimism one in there? I can't remember. 
So we had about six or seventy people start the programme, as it were. Um, only about 14 people completed this questionnaire at the second point, so that gives a lot less data there. And to cut to the chase, didn't find any dramatic changes there, apart from changes in perceived luckiness. I want to say, you know, go figure. Doesn't necessarily mean their luck actually did change, but their perceptions may have done. Um, and also some attempt to do some qualitative exploration by asking people to keep what I was calling a luck journal. So encouraged to write down their ideas, so have those as well. And I still now, what are we now, five years on, almost five years on, haven't done a formal analysis of those journals because it takes time, takes attention to do it. Um, and I've had people, you know, they'll know who they are, peers, who's offered to do that with me, for me. So it's, it's maybe finding ways to kind of go back to those um, because I still haven't written that up. I need to go back and really write that up and partly because I didn't feel there's anything that dramatic that came from it. Um, but what was, you know, one impact, one consequence was, was the materials that came from the sessions. So I had recorded those sessions, they'd gone online, I eventually then extracted them from offline, put them on YouTube. In fact, they're on YouTube anyway. So I then put them onto the blog. So you can still find them on the blog. Uh, if you go there, scroll down or search for Go Look Yourself, you'll see there's a whole series of posts that were originally designed to do once every fortnight. I'd probably say you could do them once every week, and we've even been playing around the idea you could do one per day. Because the idea is that over time, if you engage with these ideas, really engage with them and really embed them into how you go about your daily life, my prediction is you will have a very noticeable, tangible, dare I say measurable, change in your experience of luck. That's the idea that I'm still, still playing with. So feel free to go and have a look at the website or the blog. Um, one quick way to that actually now is through a short link which is something we put together for the research itself. Of course the research is finished, or that project has, we may return and do some more on this. Um, but at this stage you can't, you're not in a position to complete questionnaires and so on. But you can look at the materials, you can work through it yourself at your own rate, your own pace, if you wish to. If you do, let me know how you get on. You can put a comment on the blog, you can email me, whatever it might be. Um, and see if it impacts your experience of luck. Uh, but the link we had developed at the time was through the university, bucks.ac.uk forward slash luck. So bucks, B-U-C-K-S, dot A-C, dot U-K, then forward slash luck. So without that forward slash bit, you'd have to go to the main university website. With it, it should take you actually not to the university page, but to a page on my blog, which will say introducing the Go Look Yourself project. It will tell you much what I've just told you in the last few minutes, and then link to the first materials and you can work through them. And I'd love feedback on them, some thoughts about them. It's something I'm quite keen to develop further. So the most recent reincarnation of this is we set up a WhatsApp group like you do these days. If, if in doubt, set up a WhatsApp group. Um, and uh, means that anybody wanting to discuss these ideas can do so. So at the moment, we've got six people on that group. I'm waiting for the seventh, so we can be a lucky seven. Uh, so soon to be the seventh person on there. And that's slowly growing. People I know, friends. So Rachel's on there. Anthony's on there. Um, a few other people on there. Maybe in time you'll, you'll hear more about. And that's where we can sort of every day or once a week post stuff on there and get people to reflect on these ideas. 
So that's slowly developing it, and I'm still keen, because again, about two years ago in all this, I did then work with both my brother and um, someone who works as a literary agent to develop a book along these lines, and I started writing it, and then stopped. And I think I'd like to go back to try to finish writing it. So maybe that's something I also aim to do over this next year. Well, it is something I'll aim to do over this next year, whether it'll be a book, a course, another research project, all of the above, we'll get to find out. So go and have a look at that. Go and have a look at the Go Look Yourself pages. Let me know how you get on. Leave a message on here on the podcast, on the on the blog, or whatever you want to do. Um, now look down at the clock on the phone. It is now 10 to 8. What time did I set off this morning, was it? It was five to six, was it? Yeah, before six, so almost two hours. It's now pouring with rain, so I shall press the button and say thank you very much, folks, for listening this far. Enjoy the rest of your days in general, but this day in particular. Make it count. Have a nice one. See what your luck's like. Hope it's a lucky one. Um, and this is the final thought, which was probably in my head I thought I was going to start this this podcast episode with, but I'll end with it. Um... I'm minded of, or reminded of, a phrase that I think is attributed to Louis Pasteur, which he talks about luck, he defines luck, as being where chance meets the prepared mind. I think it's a fantastic phrase. Where chance meets the prepared mind. So to what extent is maybe the ideas, or to what extent are, or to what extent the ideas encapsulated in Go Look Yourself telling us something about what that prepared mind might look like so with that in mind go and take a look let me know how you get on and we'll catch up again soon bye bye for now